Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about how you fail forward and learn from your mistakes. Thank you for sharing. This week, I wanted to ask you about your success stories from these errors and mistakes and failures. What has succeeded that you never thought possible? I'd love to hear from you. Please share with us via our Ignite EdTech social streams. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Kami. Kami is the world's number one digital classroom tool creating flexible, and collaborative learning environments for millions worldwide. With Kami, teachers can share files with students and students can annotate the files via trackpad or keyboard shortcuts using several different features, including highlight, add text, draw on, add shapes, and much more. Users can upload PDF documents, images, Google Docs or slides, scan textbooks and more from their device or from Google Drive, or create blank documents or assignments via Google Classroom. Kami automatically saves all files as they're uploaded. So this is a great option for teachers who want to go paperless. Teachers can also merge files so that students can work with multiple files on one screen. In the basic version, teachers can send or embed a link enabling students to annotate a document, or they can save documents for students to access in Google Drive. Premium features include syncing with Google Classroom, Schoology, or Canvas to send out to or collect documents from up to 150 students. Additional premium features include adding images, videos, blank pages to open documents, along with a text-to-speech tool, which reads the documents to students. Kami provides a way to bring context to lessons for nearly any subject, It supports critical reading by allowing teachers to guide and comment on students' annotations and by giving students a way to make connections between different documents. This is a fantastic way to provide visual aids to texts and allow students to interact with material and make meaningful connections. Add to that the fact that it's easy to convert documents to PDF files and teachers have a very real tool to enable them to run a paperless classroom. I highly recommend that you take a look in the link in the description below, camiapp.com. Last week, we talked about the integration of technology and STEAM into your classroom. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about communication, stemming from my personal frustration of homeschool communication. There are a couple of things at play here, and I'm not going to go into the details, but communication from schools to families and vice versa has always been a pain point for me, both as a teacher and leader, and now as a parent. We just can't seem to get it right. You know, we use tech tools like Seesaw, Blooms, and School Loop to support this, 
but still we don't get it right. Lately, I've been asking myself why. Why is it so hard? The things that make this differ from one school to another are size of school, tools implemented for communication, strategy around communication, dedicated staff to support communication, and the community and location of the school. The things that I see every day in school is a lack of strategy and time to communicate effectively and efficiently. Teachers have such little time to communicate, and hence parents get last-minute messages or messages are missed. Schools try to implement things like WhatsApp communication groups and community managers, but if schools don't develop successful strategies and tools for communicating effectively and in a timely manner, we're going to continue to face the same negative cycles. Last-minute requests to parents are not acceptable in the extremely busy world we live in. Teachers need time to plan ahead and get what they need to support the learning of students in their classrooms. Schools need to be clearer about upcoming events and communication needs to have a single channel to be effective and engaging. I'm not a communication expert, but having experienced this firsthand from both sides, I know there's a lot that we can do to improve digital communication and increase family engagement and learning. I'd love to hear from those of you who have seen or led successful communication in schools and learn more about the work that happened to make this a reality, including the tech tools you use to support this. To learn more, please connect and follow on your social channel of choice and don't hesitate to reach out with your thoughts and ideas. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Tolu Noah. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Tolu Noah. Tolu is an experienced educator with 18 years experience in higher education, K-12, and professional development. Tolu has worked as an associate professor, a professional learning specialist with Apple, and is now an instructional learning spaces coordinator at California State University, Long Beach in the U.S., Tolu, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yes, I am. And thank you so much for inviting me to share today, Craig. Absolutely. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Yeah. So currently, I am the Instructional Learning Spaces Coordinator at California State University, Long Beach, which is located in Southern California. And a shorthand term that kind of captures my role is that I'm a faculty developer. So I provide pedagogical support to faculty who are teaching in different modalities, whether that's on-site, online, hybrid, high-flex, or flipped. And my role includes facilitating faculty development workshops and also doing one-on-one and small group pedagogical consultations. So currently, much of my work is focused on supporting faculty with learning how to utilize iPads for teaching and learning. But my responsibilities also address things like supporting faculty with pedagogical strategies for teaching in our active learning classrooms and providing pedagogical support for high flex instruction and also helping faculty explore and integrate more innovative tools like augmented reality. I would say that the main thing that inspires me to do what I do is my genuine love for teaching. So I've known ever since fourth grade or primary school that I wanted to be an educator. 
And my passion for teaching has only grown over time. So I definitely consider myself a teacher nerd through and through. Uh, I love reading books about teaching, talking about teaching, writing about teaching, learning from how others teach, and reflecting on how to improve teaching practices. So it's honestly just been really fun partnering with other educators and exploring ways to integrate content pedagogy and technology well. I can feel the energy and passion, although I really can. I love it. And I'm it's hard so to keep at bay. <laughs> I love it. You know, as an educator myself who's dived into sort of the ed tech space now and in the business world, it's it's nice to be able to chat to educators uh, who are so passionate about what they're doing. And, you know, you're an experienced educator, especially when it comes to integrating Apple technology into classrooms. And that's how I got connected to you. I'm also a massive Apple fan. Why do you think Apple Tech is so powerful in the classroom? And what's your best advice for educators listening when it comes to integrating Apple Tech into their schools? That is a great question. And I'll start by tackling the first part of it. So one reason that I think Apple Tech is so powerful in classrooms is definitely because of its versatility. You know, you can use one app or feature for so many different teaching and learning purposes. For example, the Keynote app on the iPad can be used to design slides for lessons, but it can also be used to do things like create animations and movies and app prototypes and multimodal learning journals. So the ability to use apps deeply means that educators and students can really maximize the potential of the device and use the tools in really innovative ways. And then another reason that comes to mind for why I think Apple Tech is so powerful in schools would be because of its accessibility features. You know, the devices really are designed in an inclusive manner so that everyone can use them and create with them. So on the iPad, for example, there are tons of built-in accessibility features like dictation, assistive touch, Safari Reader, and spoken content. And all of these really help provide access and support for all learners. So multilingual learners can use a spoken content feature to have the iPad read aloud text as the words and sentences are being highlighted on the screen. And along with that, you have the ability to customize and personalize the settings so that the device can truly work best for each educator and for each student. And then one last reason that comes to mind would be that Apple Tech really allows for a lot of creative possibilities. So educators can use apps like Keynote, Pages, and Numbers to design engaging multimodal learning experiences for their students. And then students also have so many different ways that they can express themselves and demonstrate their learning by using the built-in video, audio, drawing, and photo tools. So they can do things like take a picture with the camera app and annotate it with the markup tools record engaging videos and movies and clips or iMovie, create animations in Keynote, or they can even record podcasts and create original music in GarageBand. So there's endless possibility for how it can be used. And overall, I just feel that Apple technology does a really amazing job of supporting the four C's of communication, critical thinking, collaboration, and creativity. And you can do it all on one device. Uh, so now I'll tackle the second part of your question. That was about... <laughs> Uh, advice for educators who want to integrate Apple technology into their instruction. And my top advice that I always give people is join Twitter and follow as many Apple distinguished educators and Apple teachers as you can. So I have personally learned so much and been incredibly inspired by the Apple educators that are part of my professional learning network on Twitter. They're constantly sharing innovative ideas, helpful tips and tricks, and even full-on you know, workbooks, templates, and other resources that you can take, tweak, and use immediately in your classroom. 
Um, and I can honestly share a massive list of Apple educators that I recommend following on Twitter, like Jacob Wilcock, Mary Kemper, Owen Hughes, Erica Moser, Jody Dinehammer, Jamie Clark, Matt Pullen. Honestly, the list goes on and on. Uh, but yeah, that would be my top advice. Follow, follow, follow so you can learn, learn, learn. I love it. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Tolu. I think that I'm an Apple guy myself. I'm an Apple professional learning specialist and have been in the space for a long time as well. And I couldn't agree more about the people you mentioned um, connecting on Twitter and, and building out that PLN. It's, it's really good advice. You know, you do a lot of work uh, as a consultant and support schools all over the world. Why do schools want to work with you and what do you do with them? Yeah, so it's honestly been such a joy to partner with other universities and K-12 schools. And I've mostly been working as an educational consultant. So my work has included things like delivering keynote addresses and facilitating interactive learning experiences for educators like workshops and webinars. Uh, to be 100% honest, though, I still very much struggle with imposter syndrome. So I often ask myself that exact same question of, why are these schools reaching out to me of all people? So it's something I'm continuing to work on. I have to remind myself that, you know, there's space for me within the educational consulting world and that I do have something unique and worthwhile to offer. Uh, but based on the feedback that I've received from the universities and schools that I've partnered with, I would say that the main reasons they want to work with me are, first of all, that I'm very passionate about what I do. And I think that passion comes through in my tone, my energy, and my approachability when I'm facilitating learning experiences. I'm also very intentional about the design of learning experiences. So I like to make sure that they're engaging, interactive, relevant, and hands-on so that there are frequent opportunities for educators to discuss ideas, practice skills, reflect on their practices, and apply what they've learned. And I also model pedagogical techniques throughout the session so that educators can glean from the way the session is facilitated, not just from the content that I'm sharing. Yeah, so cool. And one of the things that I that really intrigued me about you, Tolo, is your experience across K-12 and higher ed. What are the similarities and differences that you notice in this space? And how can the two work more closely together to help close that gap? That is such a great question. So I'll just start by saying that I feel so grateful for the experiences that I've had teaching in both K-12 and higher ed. I absolutely love both spaces. And I feel like it's been a huge privilege to have not only had the opportunity to teach kids, but to also teach future teachers. And in terms of the similarities between K-12 and higher ed, uh, one key similarity would, would be that they're both ultimately about the students, right? So in both spaces, educators are doing all they can to help students learn, grow, thrive, you know, not only in their studies, but in life at large. A key difference between K-12 and higher ed would definitely be the emphasis on research and publications as part of your key responsibilities as a professor. And another major difference would be the, in terms of the preparation for teaching. So in K-12, teachers receive so much training in pedagogy, but in higher ed, that's not always the case. There are you know, many professors who are experts in their field, but have not necessarily received significant training in how to teach. And while many universities have centers for teaching and learning that are doing incredible work to support professors in this area, um, I definitely think there's more we could be doing in graduate programs and in higher ed overall in order to ensure that professors receive more substantial training in how to teach. So that said, I would love to see more partnerships between K-12 and higher education. I feel like there's so much they could learn from each other. 
So, you know, K-12 has a lot to offer in terms of pedagogical techniques like active learning strategies and educational technologies that can be used to enhance teaching and learning. And then higher ed has much to offer in terms of research and evidence-based practices. So for example, there's so much important research happening in higher ed around things like how students learn. And I think sometimes this research stays trapped in journals and other academic publications, but it doesn't always make its way into the classrooms of practitioners who could really benefit from it. So I would personally love to see more partnerships like the one between Pooja Agarwal and Patrice Bain, who wrote the book Powerful Teaching. And in this book, you have Pooja, who is a cognitive scientist in higher education, partnering with Patrice, who is a veteran K-12 teacher, and they're sharing the research on the science of learning while providing practical pedagogical techniques that align with the research, and they do it all in a very accessible way. So yeah, I would love to see more of that where both spaces, K-12 and higher ed, are bringing their wisdom and skills to the table so that everyone can benefit. Yeah, such a good explanation, I think, there. And I hope that this inspires people listening to start looking at how that gap can be closed as well. Tolu, let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why. Okay. What's your favorite edtech book or resource? So my answer to that is actually Twitter. <laughs> uh, I follow a lot of edtech companies, publications, leaders in educational technology, and educators who are using a wide range of tools. So Twitter has been great for keeping up with emerging technologies, trends, and innovative ideas. Yeah, I love that. Great shout out. And what's your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try? Okay, now that is a hard question, um, but I will stick with one of a, like an oldie but a goodie, and that's Padlet. So I love that Padlet is a shared space where everyone can post their ideas using the different multimodal tools. And I also think it's super versatile, so you can use it for many different teaching and learning activities like student introductions, brainstorms, jigsaw activities, and gallery walks. Yeah, so good. Uh, again, a tool that I use all the time. Uh, and in EduSpark, we have uh, embedded it uh, quite heavily throughout the platform because it's such a great way to you know, encourage conversation and engagement and learning, uh, even with adult learners. That's awesome. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career, Tolu? Okay, so one practice that's been very helpful for me professionally has actually been using the Notes app on my iPhone to keep track of ideas and projects that I'm either currently working on or want to pursue in the future. So I have notes and uh, sorry, I have folders and notes for things like speaking engagements, article ideas and conference proposals so that as ideas come to mind throughout the day or week, I can easily put them in their respective notes and then refer back to them later on when I'm ready to work on a presentation, write an article or submit a conference proposal. You've shared so much here today, Tolu, so much that the listeners are going to want to follow and connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? So the two best ways for listeners to follow and connect with me are through Twitter and my website. And you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Tolu Noah, which is spelled D-R-T-O-L-U-N-O-A-H. Or you can visit my website at www.tolunoa.com. Tolu, thank you so much for today. Totally inspirational. I can't wait to share more with you and connect more on everything you've talked about today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Next week, join me for episode 111 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by Lomit Patel. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. 
please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.